Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely blessed day today, and be sure to check out the product of the week, the Magnesium Brain Food. It's on sale for the last day today. You guys know on Wednesdays we change everything over that you vote on, so be sure to vote for what you want to win tomorrow. Looks like the uh, Cortisol Buster. And the cinnamon extract, the blood sugar formula, those two are neck and neck right now. So be sure to vote if you want either one of those to win. Then, again, I've been seeing all types of responses now from people starting to pull up this article that was on the expose and what's going on where they're saying, you know, basically 100% of the COVID-19 vaccine deaths are caused by just 5% of the batches, according to the government data. And people are starting to wake up to this. A lot of people are starting to wake up. And now it looks like Robert F. Kennedy's Children's Health Defense is now going to be suing the FDA. I mean, like massive lawsuit for them allowing now, because, you know, if you guys have seen the FDA, they greenlighted for emergency use authorization of the Pfizer injection for children 5 to 11 years old. Now, you've already seen the numbers as far as the VAERS and reports of deaths, myocarditis, hospitalizations. This isn't speculation. This is what's going on with this shot, and it's happening with specific doses. And now the FDA has given Pfizer pretty much carte blanche immunity to roll out emergency use of this injection on 5 to 11-year-olds. As I've said repeatedly, they're coming for the kids. And basically Robert F. Kennedy said he is filing suit for reckless endangerment, real, willful and want. Uh, reckless endangerment from what I'm reading over here now is the fact that there's absolutely zero long-term clinical studies on what this does to children, their developmental process mentally, physically, also too as far as with their reproductive system. There is zero evidence this injection is even needed in young children considering the death rate of children has been so minusculely low compared to every other disease, including the flu, <laughs> ironically, but yet we are now saying that it's a good idea to use an experimental RNA gene therapy on 5 to 11-year-olds because Pfizer's got to make more money, and they got to figure out what this is going to do to kids. Remember, this whole thing's a giant experiment, exactly how I explained it yesterday, and so I want everybody, you know, continue to research. Listen to yesterday's show if you didn't listen to it. It has really, really good info. A lot of stuff on the website with the articles that we put up. Be sure to check it out. And also, too, I watched a video yesterday from a group of the European Union officials who are pushing back heavily against vaccines and COVID restrictions and vaccine passports. Members of the European Parliament, MEPs is what they're called, from at least four countries have now banned together to voice staunch opposition to violations of the basic human rights of citizens of the European countries. Christian Turan of Romania delivered scorching speeches during the press uh, conference, and also to multiple other individuals, including Christine Anderson of Germany. And what he said in here, in, in a nutshell, because it was a long thing, I'll try to get the video and you guys can watch it, he basically said, you know, we're here to represent the people. And he said the contract that was signed with the vaccine manufacturers, including Pfizer, was supposed to be completely and totally open. We were supposed to know what contracts were signed. He goes, we didn't know what contracts were signed back in November. He goes, and then it got released in January 2021. And he hasn't printed it off. He goes, here's pages of the contracts that they signed with Pfizer 
that we were able to see, and he holds them up. And every single page is almost 95 to 100% redacted. I'm not joking. You watch. I mean, hold another page. Fully redacted. Another page. Fully redacted. I mean, entire page. Fully redacted. Then I'll have some at the top. This unto fully redacted. Entire page fully redacted. And he goes, is this transparency? He goes, are you kidding me right now? He goes, this is what we were told we could see in the contracts with Pfizer. This is what we were told is transparency with our constituents. This is what's transparency about a safe, effective vaccine. And you redact the entire contract. He goes, this is not okay, nor this is acceptable. This is tyranny and we will never stand idly by and watch this as long as we can do something about it and i was like whoa i mean it it was really really good release on it and it really kind of waked a lot of people up i had multiple people send it to me and i hadn't even seen it yet and i was like oh golly this if this doesn't get your attention why are they redacting the entire contract with the european union with pfizer why are they refusing to allow people to know actually what's in this shot and why are they going in and saying it's so safe and so effective you have to be forced to take it and show us that you took it and we're going to redact the entire contract so you don't even know what's in the contract well, it's because they know exactly what's in the contract. They know that there's no liability that can be held. They know that Pfizer basically is going to make hundreds of billions of dollars by the time this thing is over with. And they know that the long-term side effects are unknown, but with the short-term side effects are very clear from what we've seen from the VAERS report. As nobody's been able to figure out clearly what's actually being injected into individuals because as the expose clearly showed – Different batches are having significantly higher side effect rates than other batches, which means there is not consistency with these shots, period. That is one fact that there is nothing you can rebuttal with this. There is not consistency with these doses and with these batches, which that right there in and of itself should void any any aspect of even getting this shot, even having the ability and option to get this shot until they can actually show, disclose, and fully be transparent about what is actually in these injections and why there's such a discrepancy with two separate batches, just two batches, cause almost 95% of all the deaths from the Pfizer injection. That right there should make everybody question it. So again, Get this information out there. I encourage people, stand up and make your voice heard. What do you think, Dad? Uh, I think the whole thing is a disaster. I really do. I mean, I, I think this is absolutely ludicrous what Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson and Moderna have gotten away with and how they're, pop, they're, they're doing research on the general population and they're covering up the data and they're basically saying that all of this stuff isn't accurate and the various reports not accurate and on and on and on and on and on. But, you know, it's, it's frustrating to me because, you know, I've got a lot of friends who listen to the show, and, and we do the best we possibly can bringing, out to, bringing you guys out good information. In fact, yesterday I, I spoke with Gene and John, and, in fact, today I did several of them, Gene and John and Karen and Sherry and Eric and Stan and Roxanne. And, uh, you know, and we discussed this stuff in detail as far as what we cover on the show and, and why we talk about certain things. And then we have people that are like William Baker, who's incredibly kind. He's out of North Carolina. He sent us another contribution check, and I want to thank him for that, along with all the other folks who sent us contribution checks and, and put an extra 4 or 5 or $10 or whatever on, the, on their invoices, and they try to support Health Masters. Thank you for that. But, you know, the thing about it is is that, you know, if you look at the defender, this thing with Kennedy, which, I, by the way, I really like him. I like to see him as president. 
he put another article out. It says 17 pharma henchmen you, who voted to experiment on your kids and how to shun them. I'm going to post this article. Also, I want you to post what you just talked about also. And he, and he said that basically the 17 individuals acting as a committee chair and 11 voting members who are temporary rather than the core. And three days later, Dr. Janet Woodcock, a 35-year-old FDA veteran serving temporarily as commissioner, evoked her personal credentials as a mother and physician when she predictably extended Pfizer's emergency use authorization to the 5- to 12-year-old group. And this article goes on to highlight the conflicts of interest and financial entanglements with the vaccine companies that enabled this rogues gallery immoral vote to expose 28 million U.S. children to the risk of injury and death. I'm, I'm going to post that. I'm going to post this article, Austin, and I want you to post yours again like I just asked you to. And here's why. You know, when I was in college, and I spent many, many years learning about the scientific method, and I'm going to talk about this just for a second. It's very, very important that we understand that. The scientific method is a way in which you basically do laboratory experiments. You would be on vaccines or any kind of research you want to do that's consistent. It's very, very important that it's consistent. And what's also very important is that if you're doing something that's very controversial, you've got to make sure you set up the parameters of the control study in such a way that if anybody else decides to do the exact same research that you're doing, they're going to get the exact same results. We saw this with aspartame. Aspartame set up different studies, you know, when they tried to get the product approved back in the 70s and the 80s. And because of the Delaney Amendment, they couldn't get it approved, which forbid the introduction of any compound into the food supply, which would cause cancer. And so they couldn't get it approved. So they started changing the methodology they were using in order to get the results that they wanted. And then the problem is it got exposed on 60 Minutes. Okay. And 60 Minutes came in. They interviewed, I guess it was G.D. Searle, Monsanto, whatever, whoever it was back then, who was basically pushing this aspartame into the food supply. And they said, well, we've got, you know, 100 research studies that say that this product is safe. Okay. And then 60 Minutes says, yeah, but you paid for all those studies. And we've got another 100 research studies over here that says product's not safe. You know, we talked about this when we talked about taking the vaccine a few weeks ago. We said if you got one glass of water that supposedly is clear, but somebody says it's got poison in it, and another one that's clear that somebody, everybody says does not have poison in it, why would you possibly drink the glass that has poison in it? And what's interesting about this, is I'm posting this on the web page as far as the research, and it says there's a thing called confirmation. And here's what it says. Science is a social enterprise, and scientific work leads to be accepted, tends to be accepted by the scientific community when it has been confirmed. Crucially, experimental and theoretical results must be reproduced by others within the scientific community. Researchers have given their lives in this vision. To protect against bad science and fraudulent data, government research granting agencies such as the National Science Foundation and scientific journals, including Nature and Science, have a policy that researchers must archive their data and methods so that the research can test the data and methods and build up on the research that's gone before. Scientific data archiving can be done at several national archives in the U.S. or in the World Data Center. So here's what they're saying. If you're going to test to see if a Johnson & Johnson's vaccine is going to kill people or Moderna is going to kill people or Pfizer is going to kill people, You've got to be out in the open about the research that you're doing. You can't be giving a page that's 95% redacted. <laughs> I can't even make this up. And you can't say, oh, by the way, here's what happens. Redact, 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 redact. And you're like, what the heck is this? There's nothing open and transparent in this. It can't be reproduced because we don't even know what they did or what they're saying with these contracts. And this is the problem that you have with these quote, unquote, current vaccines, which aren't vaccines at all. They're RNA kill shots as far as we're concerned on the Ted and Austin Brewer show. 
And so, guys, listen to me. It's so important. You know, we're getting all kinds of data coming in from all over the world on people that are supposedly doing shot, you know, research and vial research. And there's this one guy over in Hungary, and he's talking about how this, this he's found this creature in there with these giant tentacles and all the other stuff. The problem is when you try to go into Hungary and you try to look at this guy's scientific methodology as far as what he's found and hasn't found, he can't produce what's called a chain of custody. Now, what does that mean? Well, it's simple, isn't it? A chain of custody is this. You get into a laboratory setting and you have a box of Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson's and they're still in the box. They're still sealed and there's still cellophane around them. It's never been opened or touched. You've got laboratory slides that are brand new right out of the box. You know they're sterile and cover slides that are sterile. You know that you're doing all of this stuff as part of the methodology so you don't have what's called cross-contamination in the samples that you use. Am I right? That's, that's what it's called, scientific method. And so that way anybody can come in and reduplicate it. You try to go in to find this guy in Hungary and try to find his scientific methodology. You try to find a chain of custody in which somebody has videotaped what he's doing because it's pretty controversial stuff so that you can see the entire chain of custody from this researcher and what he did over in Europe, and you can't provide it. You can't see it. So I'm coming out on the record. You know, we talked about this a few months ago. and we, In fact, we talked about it a little bit on the X-Files show that we did a few months ago. And I want to say this, and I want to be very clear about this, as clear as I possibly can. You know, when you start finding things in vaccines, okay, and it can't be duplicated by scientific methodology, or other people are saying it's true and other people are saying that it's not true, at that point we've got to put it back into that same cluster of What's in the water? What's not in the water? Now, we've got to take it with a little bit of skepticism, hence the X-Files broadcast we did. I said, believe it or believe it or not, believe it or not, believe it if you do, believe it if you don't. It's your choice. But be very careful with all the stuff that's coming out right now that may or may not be real. And if that scientist in Hungary is not going to show his PhD out of Hungary, is not going to show his scientific methodology, and he's claiming there's creatures in this doggone vial that has ten that have tentacles on them, I mean, crazy stuff. You've got to stop and ask, where is the chain of custody? Where is the videotape? What was the methodology used in this thing in Hungary? Where did he do his research? Where did he get his vials, quote, vaccines? Where's the video? Was he using a vaccine that had already been opened, that there was a little bit left in the bottom of the vial, that somebody had already taken an injection out of that was found in the garbage can. Where in the heck did he get his vaccine samples? And this is so important that we understand this, that if a research study cannot be duplicated using scientific method by other researchers, at that point in time, we've got to just put it in the mystery box like, well, it might be real, it might not be real, who in the world knows. But we can't make it so it's real, and we're going to hang our hat on it. Now, on the Ted and Austin Brower Show, we try our best to bring you research that's been basically vetted and been duplicated. So in the event that sometimes we say things that may not be vetted, we're using that as a story, not as an observation that we're saying this is real. Always remember that. So I want to cover that on today's show because it's really important that researchers really use scientific method. Now, scientific method was put out about 300 years ago in the 1700s because they had to find a way to duplicate another person's research. If you say, if you take this drug or you take this injection and you're going to die of heart disease or diabetes or cancer, and suddenly you go, well, prove it. 
How in the world can you prove it? Well, then you got to set up a control study, and you got to give people this drug, and you got to give other people a placebo, and you have to see what the percentage of people are who take this drug who die of heart disease, diabetes, or cancer. The problem that you run into when you use it with people is it's not considered medically ethical. That's the issue, isn't it? That's why they use animals in control studies to see which dogs will do it. And of course, then Fauci likes to have beagles with their basically their vocal cords cut. So they can't scream being eaten by sand fleas. I mean, what kind of sick weirdo is this guy? See, this is the problem that you get into with research. And so you've got to be very, very careful to vet your sources to make sure you know what's going on and only believe it if they can provide a chain of evidence and they follow proper scientific method. As far as this guy over there in Hungary, i got to discount everything that boy said. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys until he can prove what he did as far as the research. Now, look at this right now. We've got 28,103 deaths, 2,637,525 injuries following the COVID shots in the European database of adverse reactions, according to the European Parliament. As the members are speaking out, saying, wait a minute, we got 28,000 dead and almost 3 million injuries. And remember, only 1% of this stuff is reported to the reporting agencies. Well, that, that means if we've got 28,000 deaths, that means we got like, <laughs> what is that? 2.8 million deaths right now over in Europe. Is that what it is? A hundred times that. I mean, so here's the thing. Are we really in a situation now where we're going to ignore all of this research? Now, let me say one other thing. They're getting away by saying this isn't real because this is anecdotal evidence. Okay. They're saying that these things and these charts are being misinterpreted because it's anecdotal evidence because we haven't set up a double blind clinical research study to try to kill 28,000 people. You think, what? Well, that's what they're claiming. They're saying that this methodology, see, this is called anecdotal evidence. If you have, if you're a pediatrician, give me an example, and you have a child coming into your office and that child says, hey, you know, I feel great. I'm doing wonderful. You know, and the kid's absolutely off the charts as far as growth and cognitive skills. He's 18 months old and he's talking to you and you inject him with the 18 month MMR shot. And suddenly next time you see that child, and that child can't talk anymore, and his eyes are all rolled back in his head. He's, now he has autism. You think, oh, what a shame. He had autism. Wait a minute. He didn't have autism before you shot him up with the MMR shot. Now why does he have autism? Oh, it has nothing to do with the shot. Well, okay. You say scientific method proves that that's not true because you haven't – the sample size is too small. It's only one. Well, here's the problem that I have with these pediatricians. This is what really ticks me off. Suddenly they have – thousands of patients coming into their offices they're getting huge bonus kickbacks because of blue cross blue shield paying them all this extra money every year because they have a high enough percentage of vaccinated children and suddenly they start finding out that many of their children are absolutely perfect now we're dealing with hundreds of children in some cases but when they get that 18 month mmr shot they suddenly become autistic well let me ask you mr pediatrician what the he double sticks is wrong with you i mean i'm serious how in the world can you keep doing that if there's any possibility whatsoever, even if it's an anecdotal evidence study that you've done in your office, that these MMR shots are causing autism because of all this aluminum and all this contamination and all the other stuff in these shots, why are you still injecting these kids? And why are you telling moms and dads they can't bring their children to you if they don't want to be injected? Oh, that's right, because you get Blue Cross Blue Shield bonuses, don't you? So that's the problem that I have. Because you know, I saw that when we had the clinic many years ago back in the 80s. You'd have a person come in, they'd change their diet. Their blood sugar would get back to normal. They'd be healthy again. They'd start eating junk again. Their blood sugar would go back up again. You go, well, you can't use that. That's anecdotal evidence. No, that's clinical research. There we go. And I put a new title on it. This is the title it's supposed to be used for. It's clinical research. And it may be 
from an observational study, and it may be anecdotal evidence, and it may not be able to be put into a peer-reviewed journal in which you can say definitively this is true and it can be reproduced. But the reality is it's very, very real. If we've got 28,000 people dropping dead and all these people with heart attacks and pericarditis and myocarditis and all these children that are basically coming in and having all these health issues, and we're going to keep injecting them? Nah, this is being done for two reasons, money and eugenics through the Rockefeller Foundation that controls the petrochemical pharmaceutical corporations that control modern medicine. That's all this is. It's eugenics and money because they want to extract the last little bit of money from a child as he's dying of myocarditis from their parents and from their insurance companies. These people nauseate me, Austin. They nauseate me to the core, and we always have to make sure that proper scientific methodology is, first of all, done in the laboratory, and secondly, fully disclosed in reproducible evidence, and this is not okay when we're watching all of these kids die, even though it's observational evidence or anecdotal evidence or clinical studies. It has to be noted, and that's why I admire Kennedy for what he's doing, and he's just trying to stop this butchery of these young children, you know, until you have kids. You can't appreciate the joy you get from these children. You know, Hunter's five now, Kendall's three, Austin's children. And I was watching them running around yesterday and playing and jumping around with their dog and playing on their toy cars. And I thought to myself, what an incredible thing to be able to watch. And my question to you, pediatricians, my question is to you, clinicians, are you really going to inject these children with something you have no idea what's in it, with redacted information? If you do, I find it absolutely just abhorrent. Austin, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? Well, you nailed it on the head. I mean, it's bad enough to do this to an adult, but to do this and try to force this on children, like complete and total steaming pile of poo Newsom out in California now, who's trying to force all children five and up to be mandated to get the COVID injection to be able to go public school system. I mean, what is wrong with those people out there? I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I mean, what in the world do they think in any aspect that this is okay? Because it's not. I mean, it doesn't matter what you believe, whether or not you think the shot is okay, you think it's not okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. That, that right there is a moot point. The very fact that somebody else can think they have the right to tell you what type of gene therapy experimental injection can be forced upon your child in order for them to be able to get an education is absolutely unconscionable. And not only that, it's illegal. There's very, very clear requirements with the basically the Nuremberg trials as far as informed consent, being able to come in and say, hey, listen, this you have to know exactly what's going to happen with this experiment. You have to be fully consenting to this experiment, and you have to be given all of the options and side effects and positive aspects that that experiment can do. Here's the upside. Here's the downside. That's what makes me so mad about this. It's not that they're necessarily just trying to talk everybody into getting a shot. It's that they're trying to force everybody to get a shot, and then they're slapping everybody in the face and saying, dude, it's perfectly safe. There's no side effects. There's none at all. It's totally fine. There's nothing to see here. They're literally lying to your face while they're telling you they're not lying to you. They're lying to you. That's what makes it so insulting to me more than anything. And now, of course, the CDC 
quietly updated on Monday its COVID vaccine guidance for immunocompromised people. It's now saying that people that are immunocompromised may receive their fourth booster shot now because, you know, that's that's what everybody needs. They need their fourth booster shot following right alongside Israel. They have now said that basically you can use any of the injections that you choose. So you can choose Moderna. You can choose Pfizer. You can choose Johnson & Johnson. It's everyone you want to get your fourth booster shot. And whoever got their third booster shot six months, basically, they have to wait six months. So – the next round of shots is now possible in February. And I can tell you right now, I've called this out now, the third one, the fourth one, what's going to happen next summer? Oh, you got to get your fifth booster shot. You're not sick enough yet. We're trying to play Russian roulette. Hopefully we get you a vaccine dose. Hopefully we get you a batch that's just so toxic your body can't even handle it. Everybody's playing Russian roulette with the big old cylinder on this shot right now. And that is what they're betting on. Slowly keep rolling this out and then have random batches exactly like they had in this study that we've seen on the expose now that basically eventually you're going to get hit with one of those shots. But two of the batches had 95% death rates of them. Yeah. Okay. Now you start realizing what's going on, what's actually happening, and what they're trying to do. They're playing Russian roulette, and they're waiting to see how many people will slowly keep getting the shot and slowly keep dying off. Also, too, on top of that now, as we're seeing, more and more individuals that are saying no. The, the deadline apparently today, November 2nd, Tuesday, has been the deadline now for U.S. Air Force personnel to be fully injected with the RNA gene therapy. The Post now at the end of the week has now reported up to 12,000 Air Force personnel have still declined the injection, causing alarm with the top chain of command who are worried it's going to massively impact force readiness, particularly in key positions <laughs> such as pilots. Oh, imagine that. You guys have well-trained, extremely well-educated officers that have high IQs that are fighter jet pilots, and they go, you know what? My risk that I put out every day running an F-22 is pretty doggone high. You know, I mean, the statistical probability that something's going to happen to me on the job side is pretty high. Leave it at that. That's a high-risk job. I don't really think I'm that concerned about COVID, especially when the majority of these individuals have either gotten it or been exposed to it, and a huge portion of them have antibodies to it. So why am I going to take the risk with Russian roulette to take a jab that can potentially kill me when I'm in a position that I'm a fighter pilot? This is, in my opinion, I've said this repeatedly, the federal mandate they did is intentionally being done to cause more damage to the economy, to ruin the workforce, and at top, the top of the list is to completely and totally destabilize and ruin our very, very ready military. Because remember, the vast majority of the military service members that are declining the shot are awake, obviously. They're very sharp, obviously. They're very healthy, obviously. And they're saying, no. What happens if you start getting rid of you know, 12,000 individuals that are in key positions, including fighter jet pilots? You don't just pop up fighter jet pilots like you're growing corn. 
that is an immense, immense program. I remember when I was going basically into the Marine Corps OCS program, and they were talking about when you go into officer candidate school, and then you basically have multiple options you can pick, and then they're going to choose for you at a certain point, but you can pick what your top primary options are if you want to go basically to, you know, Air school, you want to become like a fighter pilot in the Marine Corps. And they said, though, if you do that, you're no longer going to give us a four-year contract as you normally would do as an officer. You're going to give us a 10-year contract minimum, 10-year contract minimum if you want to go into an air slot. And that does not guarantee you under any circumstances a fighter pilot slot. That just guarantees you that you are going to be basically running planes. 10 years contract minimum. They don't just pop up with these guys. They spend millions of dollars training these guys, not to mention the aircrafts, the fuel, the maintenance, the upkeep it takes to run these fighter jets at full tilt all the time and have ready combat readiness on a regular basis. So in my opinion, this is just my opinion, I personally think this mandate is to destabilize the U.S. military on its final leg. And make it to the point now, if something occurs in the near future, like the Chinese want to start taking over certain parts of the country because we owe them so much money, which they've already said numerous times, the debt in the United States can be paid back in land. They don't mind. Because remember, the same bankers that run the Federal Reserve in the United States are the same bankers that run China. But see, the bankers in China had been being good little do-boys for the New World Order. They've done everything they were told to do with the implementation of the social credit score, with keeping communist China very communist, and making sure they've done everything correctly. And they want to be hailed as the new superpower, and they want the United States to essentially fall so the Chinese Federal Reserve banker boys can come in and be the new boys on the block. That's where this is going with and they know the Chinese military is no joke. They have very significant fighting force over there. And the United States military is now becoming so crippled and destabilized with this entire asinine mandate, it's going to have an issue. It's funny. You know, I've looked. I've tried to look. And I have not seen any enforcement in China of a vaccine mandate on personnel, U.S. military personnel, at least top military personnel that I've seen, officers, anything like that. I don't see anything like that. Now, I've heard discussions of them mandating it for civilians and people basically at the lower level, but I haven't seen any part of China saying that they're going to terminate aircraft officers, fighter jet pilots that refuse to get a COVID injection. I haven't seen any of that. Wonder why? Isn't that funny? The only place you see that happening in the entire world right now is the United States military. Isn't that ironic when you start looking at that? And yes, of course it is. And now you're seeing basically Prince Charles over in the UK. Here, they're basically he's basically declaring war on the entire UK population now in order to push their climate change and carbon agenda. This is going across all across the world right now. And remember, we said this last year. I said this is nothing about COVID. This virus was simply just a, a entry point to see how they could push it. This virus is a roll-in to the New World Order with the Green Deal. This is why 2025, they're trying to push this infrastructure bill that basically starts removing internal combustion engines off the road and basically starts trying to force everybody, including General Motors by 2020, to start going EV. 
they do not want people to have the ability to use fossil fuels, so to speak, what the name of them is, petroleum products in order to drive vehicles freely unmolested on their way. There's too many vehicles on the road now that are still operational worthy that do not have any tracking systems on them. There's still a lot of them out there. Now, a lot of them are antiques. A lot of them don't be, aren't driven very much anymore because people don't want to put the mileage on them. But there is still a huge amount of vehicles on the road that they have absolutely zero control over. You drop the can it, you fire it up, you throw a bunch of fuel cells in the bed of your truck, and you just drive across country. Go anywhere you want, any place you want. No restrictions, no nothing. You do it right now to this current day. That is whole agenda with the EV vehicles. The EV vehicles has nothing to do with emissions restrictions at all. It's ironic when you go, and I've personally looked at this before. In Orlando, there's this big section over there they have where there's all these EV hookup plugs so everybody can be green and trendy and plug in their little Prius or plug in whatever other car they have. Whatever. I don't even know if you plug in a Prius. I don't know much about the cars. Plug in a Tesla, whatever the stupid vehicles are that people like to drive around in and virtue signal. And they go in, and there's all these plug-in stations. And it's funny because right behind it, there's this huge substation with this huge backup generator so it can still charge and make power. And I don't know if it's propane or if it's diesel. I didn't get close enough to look at it. But I can tell you one thing. It's not free, and it's not easy. There's something feeding it fuel, whether, like I said, it's propane or natural gas or diesel or gasoline, whatever it is, it's running off something. Electricity, for some odd reason, people think that they're just going to let everybody have this for free. Like you're just going to run and just plug your vehicle in. The entire concept of plugging in your vehicle is all about controlling how much you can do, how far you can drive, and where you can go. Look no further than what happened to Texas and the giant crisis they had the beginning of this year. When they mandated that Texas was not allowed to spool up energy production right before that giant freeze came in, they basically mandated that Texas had to buy outside electricity at minimum of $1,500 per megawatt hour in order to get electricity into Texas. Remember, Texas is self-sufficient. They can absolutely feed themselves as much electricity as they want. They just were not allowed to do so. Now, what happens when the Fed comes in and says, you know what, you're just using too much electricity. You can use more, but we're going to have to tax you. See, it's not going to be $100 to charge your car anymore. Anytime you drive further than what you're allotted, it's going to be $500 to charge up your car. And if you go on top of that, it's going to be $5,000 to charge up your car. Well, all of a sudden, if you're commuting and you're driving and you're going all over the place, all of a sudden, you can't drive anymore. You can't go anywhere because you literally can't afford to drive. That is the entire concept of what they're trying to do right now with the EV vehicles, and that is why they're pushing COVID into the Green Deal. The entire concept is a scam. The entire concept is designed to completely and totally control the populace. Also, too, in other news, I saw this was funny. Top-selling Christian rapper Bryson Gray, who basically came out with the top Billboard chart song with the uh, Let's Go Brandon song. I thought this was interesting. Now, he's come out now, and he said, my goal is to literally burn down the entire demonic music industry. I no longer can watch them do what they do and not say anything about it. And he's saying that they have pumped millions of dollars into marketing these unbelievably secular films to promote it, where people have to listen to it on the radio, and they have to be exposed to it. There's no other way around it. They control it. Music goes out. And he basically did this song now that's been a huge smash hit, Let's Go Brandon, which, by the way, if anybody hasn't figured this out yet, 
the whole spinoff of this term has basically been a more subdued chant than what happened originally. There was a racer, NASCAR racer, Brandon Brown, who basically won one of the NASCAR races. An NBC reporter was interviewing him, and the entire NASCAR stadium started chanting, F Joe Biden. And they weren't saying F, they were using the expletive, which is kind of trashy, but it was kind of funny at the same time, not going to lie. And I mean, I mean they're, the whole entire stadium is chanting it. And the NBC reporter goes, oh, look, look, they're, they're saying, let's go, Brandon. They're so excited. And you could hear it blatantly on camera. It was very audible. There was, there was no deciphering, oh, F Joe Biden. Oh, they're saying, let's go, Brandon. It was so obnoxious because the NBC reporter was simply trying to do damage control. Well, what happened was everybody thought it was absolutely hilarious that NBC is so intentionally biased. They tried to do that. So everybody started spinning it off and saying the phrase, let's go, Brandon, in a less expletive way of saying the same thing, but still getting your point across is it's an entire joke that Joe Biden is the most popular president with 81 million votes when every single football stadium, every single NFL stadium, every single baseball stadium, every single NASCAR race chants F Joe Biden every time there's an event. So if you didn't know what was going on with that, that's what I haven't talked about it because I didn't really care. But obviously this is getting very, very big now. And now a pilot, when he landed, I forgot what airlines was he was. He went over the radio and said basically, hey, we've landed so-and-so. This is the time. And just want everybody to know, let's go, Brandon. And the entire plane erupted and cheered. <laughs> and now multiple people on mainstream media have now basically compared what he said to basically saying, praise ISIS. ISIS is great. And they're saying, why don't we just start hailing ISIS and al-Qaeda on airplanes now with this individual saying a comment like, let's go, Brandon. Because, of course – they realize they're losing the narrative very, very quickly now, and people are starting to wake up. That's why the NYPD are walking off the job. That's why the MY, basically, uh, fire departments are walking off the job. That's why Air Force operators and Marine Corps are walking off the job. That's why people are basically saying the slogan, everybody that's awake is really starting to awaken now and realize – it's time to make our voice heard. We will not be silent anymore. We will not be the minority that you drown with fake news. We will overwhelm you with truth, and there's nothing you can do about it because there are way, way more of us than there are of them. What do you think, Deb? I think you're 100% right, Austin. And, you know, and I, the thing about it is, is that, you know, we basically have done everything we possibly can on the Ted and Austin Brower show. And now we've got this giant audience that's all over the world. And by the way, thank you guys over in the Ukraine and, and Russia and China. And we've got listeners in Australia. I mean, everywhere. And thank you. And to God be the glory. That's all I can say. The more I talk about Jesus, the bigger the show gets. Because it's time for us to get a tipping point because we've all had enough. Yesterday, I got a letter in from Rose, and she sent me this email I just I was humbled by because it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit, and it's Jesus who's, who's pushed the show. And she goes, Ted, every day I listen to you in Austin, and I feel closer to both of you than many people in my own family. Today, when I heard you speak on the November the 1st show, I found your message so important and insightful as it always is. But I really liked what you said today, that Jesus is the only answer. I pray for you and your family every day as you pray for all of us. Thanks so much for your knowledge. It's enlightened me in a way that no one has ever been able to explain to me and what is really happening in the world as you do. I think your show is one of the best one of any type of alternative news. And again, I thank you for keeping all of us so informed. And thank you, Ted, for your preaching, as you often call it, on the show. Don't stop doing that. We all need to be reminded daily about the great I am 
Jesus, the only answer to it all, sincerely rose. And I read that to you guys because I want you to know something. I'm humbled by that letter. I really am. I don't give myself any of this. This is all through the Holy Spirit, through God. You know, here I am, 66 years old, and I basically have, you know, started doing, you know, a talk show, you know, six, seven years ago with Austin. And, and you know, it's got this giant audience now. And I've told you before, I'm going to say it again. This show will always proclaim the name of Jesus. And if you did not hear yesterday's show, you need to listen to that show because it was one of those preaching moments that I did on the show yesterday when I talked about the names and the power of Jesus. And it will always be that way on the show. Yesterday, I talked about a, a doctor, by the way, and, and he's basically awake as far as what he knows, as far as what COVID is doing. And I read what he said. The problem is, you know, his name's is Zelenko, and uh, he's a brilliant guy. I give him that. But he's also a Kabbalist. And we got to understand that. You read it on his own Wikipedia page. And he is waiting for, quote, unquote, the Antichrist, or they would call their Messiah, to come and basically deliver us from all of this. That's what he's talking about. And we're not going to be delivered by anything through good thoughts. It doesn't work that way. It's all part of that New Age nonsense. So listen to yesterday's show, and I go into detail, and I give a counterargument as far as who Jesus is and who God is. You know, if you realize what happened in Jerusalem, and I posted basically a book that was written 200 years ago on the website, and it's talking about the fall of Jerusalem when the Romans came in and the utter destruction of Jerusalem. They actually plowed up the foundations of many of the buildings, which was prophesied, and they basically came in and just butchered and destroyed everybody and burned the temple as a judgment against them because of what they had done, sacrificing on the altars of Baal and Osiris and all of the rest of the things they were doing from Egypt and all of the Moloch and all of the astral worship they were doing. And God had had enough of it. So it's very important to understand that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is our Messiah. He is the truth, the light, and the way. And we can only go through to the Father through him. we got to get that. That's really important. And also I was going to talk about a little bit what Austin talked about with what's going on with the you know increasing fuel prices as part of this narrative to push us more to the you know electronic vehicles and I liked also saying that they were people like to virtue signal by driving these EU vehicles these electric voltage vehicles I remember I was in Europe a few years ago and I was on the autobahn I had a fast little car I enjoyed it and I was zipping around in Germany and and in Germany, you have three lanes. On the Autobahn, you have the slow lane for, like, semi-trucks, the middle lane for, like, up to 100 miles an hour. Then you got the fast lane, like, over 100 miles an hour and over. And I'm driving around in this little sports car, little gas hog is what it was. And this EV vehicle basically comes up and sees me about to pass him. And he pulls over in the left-hand lane, so I can't pass him. You know, there's no speed limit there by certain sections of the Autobahn, by the way. So he was doing, like, you know, 100 miles an hour. I'm behind him. We went da-da-da-da-da-da-da, waiting to what he was doing. And finally, I had enough of it. Now, in Europe, it's illegal to go in that middle lane and pass anybody. So you got to sit behind the little electric vehicle, and he was basically holding the road so nobody could pass him because he was going to prove to everybody by his virtuous signaling that he wasn't going to allow anybody to go past him. So I just darted around him on the right-hand side. And as I'm going around, everybody in their little EV vehicle are flipping me off, screaming and yelling and cussing at me because I went around him on the right-hand side. Just thought I'd mention that. If someone tells you that I did that, I am guilty as charged. I did it. And I had enough of it. But that's exactly what they're doing. And they're promoting this green deal, this green agenda, which is a big lie is what it is. It's simply not true. They had diesels over there in Germany. would get 70, 80, 90 miles per gallon. Volkswagen was producing a lot of them. And suddenly they have a problem with the emissions controls here in the United States. And they're fined $20 billion. Suddenly 
Black Rock State Street took them over, Vanguard, <laughs> and the Bloodline families, and suddenly they're not going to be producing any more diesel vehicles. How can you get somebody to put a doggone electric vehicle in their electric motor in their car that has to be recharged continually when you're getting close to 100 miles per gallon in a diesel? You're not going to do it. Yes, yeah, so I have to fill up my pickup truck. It's up to three fifty a gallon now. Some places close to four dollars a gallon now for diesel fuel. They're doing this on purpose, exactly what Austin said. And you know, and I, and I love the resolve of our military. I love what's happening. You know, this is this is this, this just a this. These are the headlines from Drudge right now. And I, don't get me wrong, I don't promote Drudge because he's a weirdo like the rest of them. But, but here's the deal: from Boeing to Mercedes, worker rebellion swells over vax mandates. New York City begs for volunteer firefighters. A third of the fire departments are not dosed and have basically walked off the job. The L.A. sheriff warns of mass exodus. Prisons are facing massive staff shortages. Marines who refuse will be booted, according to the, how should I say, senile one who claims to be in charge, who's not. The CDC is plagued by confused messaging. Booster needed even after the infection. J&J recipients are more likely to develop clots. Imagine that. And judge suspends the deadline for Chicago cops. On and on and on, the people in the United States are waking up and realizing that they're not going to be a science experiment. They're not going to be a a lab rat. And they're going to say no to all of this stuff. But remember, when all of these people quit their jobs, you're going to lose the multiplier effect of their productivity which means you can have a continued drop of gross domestic product, GDP. And what's going to end up happening is we're going to have a massive drop-off as far as the productivity and the, how should I say, efficiency of the workforce in promoting and producing products and goods and services at higher volumes to reduce the cost. Economies of scale, that's what it's called. And we have this multiplier effect that's happening. All of this is being done to slow down, like we mentioned almost two years ago now, the velocity of money. And the only people that can do all of that are the international banking cartels because they control the Federal Reserves in all these different countries. And almost every single country on earth is run through the Rothschild, State Street, Bloodline families, you know, the Sassoons and all the rest of them we mentioned on the show yesterday. This is so important that you get this. This is the continual systematic destruction of the United States of America. Here's the problem. We're a whole lot more resilient than they thought we were going to be, aren't we? Because we're going to stand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ all the days of our life, and we're going to realize that this is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice, and I will be glad in it, regardless of the circumstances around my life, because we have victory through Jesus. That's why they couldn't get Russia to fall to communism, because of the Orthodox Church, because of Jesus. That's why they're pushing Australia so hard, because Australia is a pretty secular nation. There's a lot of really good Christians down there, but the vast majority of people in Australia don't go to church. The vast majority of the people in China were definitely not Christians, and that's what they learned. They've got to get rid of Christianity before they can come in with their new world order because they've got to force the Christians to comply with their wills and their wishes. And when we have freedom in Christ, we don't want to comply. We want to do what the word of God says. That's one of the reasons that Romans 13 was so mistaught for so many years in the churches that we had to listen to what the government says. The government tells you to take a shot that's basically going to kill you and kill your children. The Bible didn't tell you to comply with that. It tells you to resist evil. Don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple and his spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you is what the word says. So why in the world are you going to listen to it? But the churches have preached that and preached that and preached that and preached that that so many Christians are in compliance with it. 
And then they put Donald Trump up as their savior, who's still promoting the kill shot with his Kabbalist daughter and their, his Kabbalist son-in-law. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding. It's the truth. You know what's going on with these rallies that he's doing, pushing the kill shots. But the reality is this. Don't look to Donald Trump for your leadership. Look to Jesus. Donald Trump It was put there as a clown show, and so was Joe Biden, to discredit the United States of America. They're being used as a caricature, as a cartoon figure. That's all this is. It's a giant psychological operation being done to you and to me and everybody living in the United States and throughout the world to destroy the credibility of the United States of America. And also is 100% right. They're going to collapse the military. They're going to have hundreds of thousands of personnel come out and leave the military. They're going to walk off the jobs. They're going to quit. They're going to get dishonorable discharges. They're going to leave. And these pilots, and I've mentioned this before because i got a bunch of friends that are pilots. This is a very, very, very detailed skill set. You know, you're flying an F-22 Raptor, okay, and you're flying around, you know, a Mach 2. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight. You've got to have thousands and thousands of hours in that Raptor to be able to control it like that. Here's the problem with that. That plane probably costs $100,000 an hour to fly. So now you're looking at tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars to train some of these pilots in some of these advanced aircrafts. That's why they use simulators all the time because it's so expensive to fly these planes. We've got to understand that. So are we going to destroy the United States military because the senile one is saying this? It ain't the senile one doing any of this stuff. It's the Exchange Stability Fund, which is being run through the Treasury, which is being run through the Rothschild Banking Cartel, which is funding the black operations all around the world. And the blackmail congressional leaders and judiciary that Jeffrey Epstein took to his little island and got videotapes on and who knows who else took them to other little islands and other hotels. Listen to me, friends. There's all kinds of snares being set for all the Christians around here right now, all over the world. Whether you're a talk show host or you're the husband or you're the wife and you have a godly family and you have a relationship with Christ and you're a Christian, this evil one who runs this planet, this piece of garbage that he is, He's doing everything he can to ensnare as many people as he possibly can. What do you think the porn industry is all about? It's completely controlled by the Kabbalists. It's all that. Stand firm. Make a covenant with your eyes like Job did, men, women. And don't be looking at stuff you shouldn't be looking at on the Internet. Realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And husbands and wives, I'm going to meddle for one second, okay? If you're married and you've got a great relationship with your husband or your wife, and one of you has physical needs, I'm being very indirect here, but you know what I'm talking about, see to it that those physical needs are met, both directions, for husbands and wives. It's really important to do that because if you don't, sometimes guys and women start straying and looking around. Don't do that. Don't allow yourself to go there. It's really, really, really important because remember, in these latter days, which we're in right now, I really believe that, you know, we're going to have more and more things that are going to happen to try to pull us away from Christ. It says in Timothy, in the latter days, some will defall of deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose conscience have been seared as with a hot iron. Guys, don't listen to the liars and be really careful on these newcomers in alt media who show up with a full set with a 20 person crew. Who's paying for this? who have little halos over their head. Who's paying for this? I mean, literally, some of them have halos over their head or partial halos, it looks like, over their heads. Be very careful who you listen to because there are a lot of wolves running around in sheep's clothing right now, alt media, that are talking to you about Jesus. Okay, 
Every single show, it needs to be about, don't talk about, anybody, anybody can talk about God. You believe in God, good. Even the demons believe that, and they shudder. But we've got to talk about Jesus. That's the author. That's the finisher. He's the author. He's the finisher. He's the perfecter of our faith. That's who our topic has to be about all the time is Jesus and Christ. Don't fall into this, this thing with these people talking about God all the time. That's the new age, quote unquote, mantra, if you want to use that word, that they look at as far as bringing people into their, quote, ecumenical movement to not have Christ in the center of it. Jesus died for your sins. He died for my sins. He died on the cross. He's an omnipresent being who hung himself on a cross. You think about that for a second. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. For this is the day the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice, and we will be glad in it, and we will continue to fight and to persevere. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. You guys are absolutely amazing. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. We're going to see continually what happens right now with this election up in Virginia. If they're just going to blatantly steal this thing again, not really sure. I know I saw earlier Glenn Youngkins uh, basically said the uh, the individuals up there have been saying that they've already started to see very strange reports. Now, of course, <laughs> they're already trying to come out. Terry, Governor Terry, the one basically is saying now that they're already going to try to claim that there was election fraud, and I'm not going to do that. If I lose, then I lose, but the right wing are already saying election fraud. This is textbook, textbook communist propaganda. When you know you're about to do something, you play the victim card. Oh, if I lose, I lose. I'm not worried about it. I, I, will, I will respect the election results, but you know those guys on that side. They've already, they're already claiming election fraud because they, they're, they're, they're going to try to defraud the election. They're going to try to win. And this is what you see repeatedly. We saw this with the last election. Nothing at all made sense in that election. I don't care if you're a Biden supporter, Trump supporter, doesn't matter to me. You can be a Hillary supporter. There's nothing about that election that was legitimate whatsoever. When you have the entire polling closed down for like the first time in U.S. history in a hundred years at midnight and they go, we're just going to stop counting right now. We know we're not done. We haven't finalized anything, but it's midnight. We're just going to go home. And then nobody goes home. The back doors are wide open. Basically, the poll watchers can't do anything. And all of a sudden, the ballots jump up hundreds of thousands in the main key swing states for bumbling buffoon. Just, I mean, just straight, straight up on the graph. Nothing even abnormal. It's just a straight rocket ship. And then levels back out until it's above Trump. The thing about it is they're both figureheads they were both there to set the stage for what they wanted but the insulting factor is now is that they truly believe that the elections are absolutely useless now because they can control they can manipulate and this is not the first time this happened this pretty much happens in every single country when it starts going tyrannical the elections true fair elections are the first thing to be manipulated because that way you can start putting in the puppet boys and the bumbling buffoons that poop their pants and don't know how to talk even on a teleprompter and absolutely have no idea what they're doing and they can continue to be the figurehead while the banker boys control it from within so again just understand what you're seeing and the majority of almost everything we're exposed to now is theater so thank you again for the support thank you for staying strong and getting this information out there if you guys need anything be sure to check out the website the hgh stimulate three pack special sale is back on the website on the front page right now so be sure to check it out and as i said earlier 
Be sure to vote for what you want to see win. The vitamin C powder is also on sale. The antioxidant formula, really, really good formula. And it's so important right now, my friends. Continue to make sure you're keeping your immune system strong. You're keeping the kids strong. You know, I know a lot of kids get sick all the time. There's nothing abnormal about that. They put their fingers in their nose and fingers in their mouth, and they may get a head cold here and there. But overall, make sure you're still hammering the vitamin C and the D3 and the zinc for them and keeping their immune systems strong as much as possible so they can continue to raise up and be strong Americans and be very careful what's put in their head right now, especially with these school systems where they're promoting this unbelievably perverted transgender ideology telling them that cross-dressing is fine and all the other weird stuff they're trying to promote to them right now. It's not okay. It's our responsibility to preserve and protect our children at any and all cost. So thank you again for the continued support. If you need anything, feel free to give us a call. 1-800-726-1834. We're always here Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, to help you out the best we possibly can. That's what we do with the highest quality supplements in the world. I appreciate the support, my friends, and continue to stand up for freedom. As we've said the last year, and now we're starting to see this, people are becoming encouraged with one another. The more people that speak the truth, the more people that stand up, the more people that pull their shoulders back and say, no, I'm not going to go quietly into the night anymore. It's time people start saying that. There's enough of us now to start making a difference, a big difference. Thank you again. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. and We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.